Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the Aldi Anime Podcast, being brought to you on Monday the 30th of March 2020. Yes everyone, we are already at the end of March, it's pretty damn hard to believe. I am Jeremy Graves and I am joined on this fine Monday morning at the time of recording by one Mr. Andy Hanley. Hello everybody, it is a fine morning as well, like the, the sun is shining, which is kind of a blessing and a curse these days, because it just kind of makes you want to go outdoors, but hey, I'll, I'll take the positive side of it. Hey, you know what? Here in Glasgow, where we're based, it's actually been a pretty nice weekend weather-wise, so I will take this over what we've had in recent months. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. So actually, talking about the weather, like I seem to have totally missed this, but were you aware that it snowed briefly in some parts of the UK over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. Like The temperatures did drop pretty low overnight, so yeah, I wasn't entirely amazed to, to see snow. I mean, given that this is a country where like, we've had snow in, in May, you know, not all that, that many years ago, it's like, yeah, I, I, can, I can buy that. It was, it was really funny. I, I got a text message from my mum who, like, I was painting like some, some chairs in the back garden because, you know, why not at this stage? And she just suddenly said, finish painting it. Did you notice, did you, like, did you get hit by the snow? It's like, hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> just a picture of a bright summer's day with this chair being finished painted, but then the reference of snow. And I was just caught completely off guard by that. Yeah, strange times all around. Indeed. So how was your weekend, buddy? How's it been going? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, just... Uh more Animal Crossing, you'll be unsurprised to hear, and, you know, watch, watch some things, which is convenient, because here, here we are on a podcast where we can talk about things. Exactly, right. Yeah, I, I've still resisted getting Animal Crossing at the moment, partly because I was doing a bunch of other stuff over the weekend, which basically meant I wouldn't have had time to play it, so we will see if that actually happens or not. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that is fair. I mean, I, I guess also in gaming news, like, over the weekend... They a announced like they're doing a remake of the original Near, and also like Near um, Automata is coming to uh, Xbox Game Pass next month. So I'm kind of hoping that that's going to include the PC version, so I can finally play that game after years of not doing so. Do you know what I, I bought? I think on PSN there was a recent like big in Japan sale when the game was down to pretty blue and cheap. So I thought, you know what, I'll just I'll buy it for that price, and I've got it downloaded and ready, but. Never, still never actually played it barring the demo, so maybe this will be the time that I do it. But when it comes to the original Nier, whatever its subtitle is with it, have you actually ever played it? Because I sure as heck haven't. No, no. I mean, it's one of those games, I think, I think not many people have, have played it, or certainly, you know, a significant number of people haven't. It's one of those games where, like, the, the people who have played it have a kind of, like, hushed reverence for it, but it never really took off in the way that, that uh, Automata did. Hmm. Is it, I mean, mechanics-wise, is it the same as Automata, or is it totally different? I'm literally completely oblivious to what the original game is at this point. I mean, for everything I've had, I think it's quite different, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm no expert in that field at all to, to really be able to comment on that, but I, I think narratively it's kind of, like, it, it all ties together, but I think it's a pretty substantially different kind of game in, in general, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get corrections if we're wrong. Exactly right. And I guess in terms of where people can send corrections, Andy, it's a good time as any to mention that you can you can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are all the anime. That's all one word, all the anime. Simply put in the URL, put all the anime after it, or just search for us. You'll likely find us. And of course, our website is alltheanime.com, where you can get the information on our upcoming and latest releases, of which include being out today when it comes to our online site, because deliveries and such getting to other retailers and whatnot will be by the 6th of April. But otherwise, today it is Tokyo Ghoul RE Part 2, the concluding part of what is the third season of the Tokyo Ghoul franchise. 
And also out today, Andy, the standard edition Blu-ray of the classic film Jinro. Ah, yes, cool. Good uh, good stuff. An, an eclectic selection this week, it's fair to say. Exactly right, exactly. And uh, talking of uh, new releases and such, Andy, we might as well make mention of the fact that next week we have we've sort of surprise launched this past Friday a couple of new products that are coming out literally in the next week. So on the 6th of April, everybody, you will be able to order the fully... Oh, sorry, I should rephrase that. On the 6th of April, these two products will be released, and you can order both of them right now from our alltheanime.com online shop. That being the Fully Cooley original soundtrack on CD. You will recall that we have previously released it on vinyl. It is now available to order on CD. And you can also order the Persona 5 The Daybreakers OVA, which they subtitle only Blu-ray release simply with just that one OVA on it. They will both be coming out next Monday on the 6th of April. Nice to be able to just announce two two releases coming out pretty much within a, a week or so of them being announced. Yes, yeah, for sure. Like I was, uh, It's been nice to see people kind of excited about Fully Cooly on CD, because obviously we released that on vinyl a, a while back, and you know I was kind of curious as to whether people still buy CDs in this day and age, quite honestly. But certainly some people were, were pretty hot on that. Um, and yeah, it's nice to finally kind of get things rolling a little bit with the Persona 5 train. Like, I, I really like Daybreakers, personally. Like, it is just one episode. There's not a whole lot to it, but I mean kind of fortuitous timing with the persona 5 rule kind of coming out and people getting their copies early um but it's a, it's a nice little it's a nice little warm-up story to that game and to kind of like the story as a whole and i i think it i think it works pretty well for that so it's you know yeah sure it's less like one twenty-five minute episode but i think it's worth your time if you're a persona fan and also when it comes to being able to own any of any anime of persona 5 if you will on home video Aside from, I think there was some kind of maybe import style release in America, but otherwise, we are pretty much the first territory to be releasing this on home video in any form. Yes. An an English language friendly version, I should say. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was previously only an, an import via our Anaplex in, in America. And yeah, like, I mean, I, I know there's there's probably a question on this already, but like, just to, to be clear, like, you know, this is a separate license to Persona 5, the animation, the anime series, which we are also releasing, hopefully later this year, still being worked on. Um, so for, for all the people kind of asking, like, why didn't you just bundle this in with the, the TV series? Like, we, we couldn't do that. Like, this had to be released standalone. So this was the, the best way of getting it into people's hands. So, uh, yeah, like, worth worth grabbing. Like, you know, if, if you think that you're going to be able to, to hold off and get it as part of, like, you know, the main line Persona 5 release very 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 unlikely that will happen so this is this is the way to grab it so uh get get in on it while you can indeed and in terms of other things you can pick up now in case you perhaps are tuning into the podcast for the first time or you just kind of want a little catch up other recent releases of ours include the standard edition blu-ray of the mobile suit gundam film charles counterattack also the film from studio colorado penguin highway and the series king's game in terms of other upcoming releases of ours, there's Ajin Season 2, Welcome to the Ballroom Part 2, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz, the documentary film Neverending Man Hayao Miyazaki, the series Anonymous Noise, and the standard edition Blu-ray of Gundam The Origin 5 and 6. And then exclusive to our AllTheAnime.com online shop and Zavi.com, there are 
the Testament of Sister New Devil Season 1 and 2 Limited Edition set, and the Eureka 7 Blu-ray Complete Series Collection Blu-rays that you can order from both of those online shops right now ahead of their releases. So, Andy, I guess to sort of backtrack a little bit to the end of last week, our most recent podcast episode was the Card Captor Sakura special, where we were discussing our experiences of watching episodes one to three, along with our good all the anime colleagues, Kat and Keith. I guess just to kind of do a little... I mean, post-mortem is very much the wrong phrasing to put on that, but to sort of look back on it and how it's been received and such, and anything you, you thought about the show in particular. Any thoughts but looking back on it after a few days now? Um, yeah, I mean, it seemed like uh, people who, who watched it along with us all, all had a good time. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the main thing. It's a, a nice thing to see. And, uh, yeah, like, I'm definitely... As I kind of mentioned at the time on, on that that podcast, like definitely glad that I finally got to kind of start checking it out, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of uh, keen to to watch more of it. Quite honestly, yeah, it, it was really cool to see that not only like some people, there are a few people out there sort of sending links to like the AMV video that Cat mentioned, and like a few examples of how like the dub had changed and such. But people telling us as well that they were used to the the card captor Nickelodeon. If I call it the Nickelodeon dub, because I can't remember the phrase that Cat was using that people were used to those naming conventions, so it was a bit of a culture shock for them as well. So, Kat, you are not alone on that <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it, was, it was enjoyable seeing people going down the, the same nostalgia trip that, that Kat did around some of that stuff, because, uh, yeah, like, that's it feels like a whole other world of card kept to Sakura that kind of people have, have been desperate to talk about for a while and finally had an outlet for. <laughs> I think again, sort of looking back on it and you know listening back to it and seeing people's reactions and stuff. One thing that was very cool to see as well is a bunch of people wanting to get involved on watching it, but perhaps they're more inclined to watch things in Japanese with subtitles. But on all four, it is the English audio only that is available to watch on that platform. And p people basically just thought, you know what, it's an hour of my time. I want to be involved. Let's just watch it. And they gave it a chance. And we've had some comments from people saying that they actually kind of enjoyed watching it dubbed because it was a unique experience for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very much, you know, uh, anybody who knows me will know that I'm I'm usually a subtitle guy, kind of, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time. But yeah, like it's 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 a decent dub, and you know, I'm I'm quite happy to to jump across the aisle and and watch something dubbed if if that's the the, the way to get it done. So yeah, like I, I definitely uh, I didn't feel like my enjoyment was impinged at all by watching it with the English dub. That's for sure. Mm. And uh, as for pancakes and hotcakes debate, no one's commented on it, so I guess we're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really bad because this weekend I've been watching other anime where like they've mentioned pancakes specifically, and I've just been like shouting on my TV like, "See, see, they call it pancakes." But you know, that's, maybe that's just me. Uh, and the, the other thing, sort of from a personal point of view, again, sort of listening back to it and, and whatnot, I think it worked really well. And it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we didn't plan it that way, but how all four of our experiences of Card Captor Sakura varied quite significantly, I think that actually really added to the overall discussion element of the show. Mm, yeah, for sure. So, folks, that is what we did last weekend, last Friday to be specific. You can download that episode right now from our podcast feeds. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Or if you head over to blog.alltheanime.com, you can find the link there for our Card Captor Sakura special. But, Andy, we did mention that in an ideal world, we kind of want to do these discussions on a weekly basis. And 
Sometimes it may have more than just us on there when it comes to discussing shows. Hopefully this week that will be the case as well as we're hoping to have another one or two people involved in that discussion. And the show that we're going to be looking at this coming Friday, for those of you who want to get involved on that train as well, it is streaming on all four. You can watch with us the first three episodes of what I think it's fair to say, Andy, is a show that we both really love, but we probably haven't actually rewatched at all since it aired well, what since it was simulcasting? That being yes, the show yeah. Megalobox. Yep, yeah, I, I really, really loved watching that show. Like, I'm, I'm sort of curious actually to to watch some episodes on mass of that because yeah, like I very much watch that week to week um, when it's simulcast, and it's one of those series that has a very good cadence of kind of like cliffhangers and sort of big kind of you know end of episode moments to, to hook you in for the next one so i'm sort of interested to like watch just three episodes back to back if i can uh to see uh, to see how it's uh, how it works in in that form and also to watch it with the english dub to be honest because uh I've, I've heard some good things about the english dub so i'm kind of curious to see it i'm really really curious to watch it dubbed and also just to to watch the show again i remember at the time of watching it that the, the big revelation was how it had such a wonderful old school feel about it probably because of like I you might remember better than I do, but the way they animated it to make it feel old school, it was kind of a weird way of doing it where as much as you loved it, you kind of in a way wish there was an option to watch it in full HD, but you can't, can you? Uh, no, yeah, it was basically, I mean, the, the way it was, was, you know, it was animated kind of as per usual, but then it was effectively like downscaled. And I think they stuck some that other filters over the top of it to make it look like kind of, you know, a, a sort of 80s era show in terms of its sort of visual fidelity. And yeah, like it's, it is sort of with your double edged sword because yeah, you definitely want to see the sort of the unadulterated version of, of the animation because it looks really good but also like by the same token i did really like and appreciate the sort of the vibe that it gave from having this kind of slightly sort of lower resolution look to it that made it feel like you were watching some kind of like you know older i mean it, it would be it'd be harsh to say like an older vhs tape because it's not like that kind of quality but it, it gives you it gives you that that sort of vibe of it which i i do kind of like to be honest Oh, it really, really adds to it. And for those who aren't aware of what Megalobox is, and we'll, we'll obviously on the show on Friday delve into a little bit of what it is, but correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but it was a significant, it was a show to celebrate the anniversary of the classic anime, is it Ashita no Joe? Yes, yeah, I think it's the 50th anniversary of Ashton Ojo, which I've never actually watched any of. I mean, that's probably like a question for the for the podcast when we come to it, whether anybody else on the, the, the panel has any like prior experience with it. So yeah, that was almost like a, a worrying point of like, oh, is this going to be like, you know, some kind of deep cut that I'm going to need to know like the source material for? But actually, no, like it, it totally stands alone and works in its own right. So you don't need any prior knowledge of that franchise whatsoever. So do join us on Friday, everybody, when we will be talking about the first three episodes and our experiences of watching it of Megalobox, which you can stream for free on all four. So Andy, to sort of move on to, I guess, more of what we've been doing over the weekend, what have we been watching, reading, indulging in? Uh, aside from, from Animal Crossing for you, uh, give us one thing you've been indulging in. Yeah, so I mean, as, as I kind of mentioned on previous episodes, we're kind of at the end of the winter season, and so I'd, I'd been wrapping things up. But I feel like every anime season always brings one kind of series that I don't pick it up to watch week by week, and then I see people 
I see people kind of being hot on it and kind of, you know, talking in, in excited terms about it for the first few weeks of the season. And then I always sit there and think like, yeah, but are you still going to be talking about this come episode 12? And this was one of those shows where, as it turns out, yeah, everyone was still really hot on it and talking about it after episode 12 and then getting really excited about there being a sequel. So uh, this weekend, I ended up uh, burning through all of uh, Buffery, or to use its full English title, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defence. Ah, interesting. I I was going to watch this show, and uh, this is going to seem really bad, I'm just going to say this. But uh, admittedly, uh, speaking as a paying subscriber to the Funimation Now service, the PS4 app is very hit or miss as to whether it wants to work for me or not. So I actually tried to watch this show and it just wouldn't load. So I haven't actually had a chance to watch it myself yet. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a shame because, yeah, it's it's really good fun. So so for people who aren't aware... This is kind of another isekai show, or it's kind of in the Sword Art Online mold of like, ah, it's a virtual MMO game, um, but just without like actual real life death or anything. Um, and so the main character is a girl called Akaida, who basically gets invited into this virtual reality MMO by a friend of hers. Um, she's not like a gamer or really kind of into to playing games at all, but she's like, oh, sure, like I'll jump in, like I'll give it a go. Like her friend is busy with school stuff, so she's like, oh, I'll get a head start and like, you know, get familiar with the game. And so she logs in, creates a character, calls herself Maple, and it comes to the point of like, of like dishing out her skill points. And she's like, well, I'm going to be really bad at this. So the one thing I don't want is I don't want to get damaged. So I'm just going to put all of my skill points into defense and like nothing else. Um, and in doing so, she kind of breaks the game, basically. So she she kind of goes out into the world with like max points on defense and nothing else. Also, just like as a general note, like the character just has a very kind of a very unique sense of logic, basically, within the game. And so she kind of this all kind of stacks up where she just breaks more and more of the game systems by just doing weird things and kind of ends up being this weird kind of OP character that is basically sort of effectively indestructible to everything else and is just like playing the game in in this really weird way to to the point where there there are literally kind of cutaways to sort of the, the virtual avatars of like the developers and kind of maintenance people on the game being like, oh God, like we didn't account for any of this. Like this is this this is not how this is supposed to go at all, um, and it just kind of it's this it just turns into this really fun kind of series where it sort of it, it partly reminds me of uh, sort of online alternative Gungale Online, which kind of has a similar core premise of you know character sort of creates their character in a slightly kind of not quite a, a such a game breaking way in in that series but like it's definitely they, they spec out their character in a way that gives them an unexpected advantage and it kind of goes from there um and then on the other hand you have a sort of um almost like a one punch man-esque element to it where it's like Maple's character is not like completely indestructible, but is so close to it that there's sort of there's kind of an entertaining like as the series goes on and she unlocks more and more kind of weird and wonderful things and it gets pretty crazy by the end of the series. Like it, there's just this sort of enjoyable thing of of seeing like what weird and, and crazy things she's going to kind of unlock next to to let her kind of you know de- defeat opponents and you know win encounters etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but it's got a really good cast. Like it's it's just a really good sort of fun time. It has really well animated kind of action scenes. It looks really cool. Um, like there's one point where 
I, I don't really want to spoil it too much, but basically it kind of made the transformation that Maple's character undergoes almost gets animated in a kind of like early nineties style because of what she, she can kind of like turn into in this specific scenario. And like, it does some really good stuff in terms of its visuals as well. Um, but yeah, like it just turned out to be a really good fun time. It was a really kind of good watch just to like blitz through because you know, it's, it's, it always keeps moving. It's always pretty, pretty fast moving. It's pretty easy going because it's very much just like, Hey, this is just a video game. Like, you know, there are no massive stakes or anything. So everyone's just having a fun time and you know, it, it kind of does that anime thing where even the enemies kind of become buddies by the end of it. Cause it's just like, Hey, we just had a good time playing this game together. Um, and so, yeah, it was just it was just really, really good fun. And I'm, I'm kind of in for a second season of it as well, having come to the end of it. Yeah, I, I really want to watch this more now. It was one I was going to dive into yesterday after after finishing watching what I'm going to be talking about in a couple of minutes time. But uh, yeah, just because the, the title itself, it already implies what you think is probably going to happen. And you've kind of confirmed some of my suspicions there. But I love the fact that because they, from what you were saying, because they maxed out their defense, like even the developers are like, "Oh God, well, why has anyone done this? <laughs> what are you thinking?" Essentially, yeah, yeah, and then of course there's, there's then a point where they they basically they tr- they tried to rebalance the game, but it's kind of like then she's by that point she's just found even more kind of weird things to to do, and it's sort of it's kind of the the fun kind of side of that of just like, hey, what if you took somebody who doesn't really know any of the the kind of general ways you go about playing an MMO and just like tries really random things in it. And so, uh, so basically so, me. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know, like e- even by those accounts, like, you know, the, the whole idea is the character's kind of like an, an air, a bit of an airhead. So she doesn't really think these things through, but yeah, it's just this kind of enjoyable loop, especially when they just kind of cut to like the sort of basically the game development team are like, and oh, no, she can't do anything to break this now. Like, I think we've got this right. And then of course she just does something really kind of unexpected and uh, unlocks something even more weird and wonderful. Just, uh, I really do want to watch this. Actually, hopefully, I can get the Bloomin' PS4 app to work. Cause it's really annoying when it does that. So, uh, yeah, and, and as mentioned, where well, you can watch that on Funimation now. Uh, speaking of Funimation now, Andy, because uh, I can tell you about a show which I, I we've definitely talked to each other about it. I don't recall if we've actually specifically discussed it on the podcast before or not. But after watching the first few episodes, following you basically demanding to me at work that I do start watching it, I did blitz through. The remainder, which for me was like episode 4 through 13 of It Invaded. Okay, how, how did you find it in the end? I freaking loved the show, mate. Yeah. It, it's so good. Just The idea of having to, 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 to effectively dive into someone's consciousness to figure out... To just to figure out how a crime occurred out of... That, that minority report feel that I had very much in the early going of it really got sort of... Not twisted on its head, but it had lots of elements of that. But the way it escalated in places was insanely good. And it kept me... It, it, it was part of the reason why I ended up just watching the rest of it yesterday. Because I'm just like, you know what? I'm here. I'm just going to go with this. I want to know what happened. And it was such a good time watching it. Yeah, I, I have some admiration for you, like, watching it all kind of en masse like that. Because I feel like it was a series where I sort of... I, I needed to breathe after episodes because, yeah, it just kind of piles layers upon layers on top of its original premise. And then, yeah, it, you know, pull, pulls the rug out from under you multiple, multiple times. Like, it was definitely a series where I, I felt like I, I needed to step away after episodes and kind of think about, like, wait, what did I just watch? 
because it's it's kind of one of those. Yeah, there were a few moments when I thought, oh, maybe I should take a little break. But then there was also part of me that was, you know what, knowing me, I should probably just keep going. Just take it all in, go with it. And it was actually a really pleasurable experience watching it like that, especially because in the context of the show, there can be a decent amount of time that passes, but from the way it's paced, it doesn't feel like a lot of time has passed in between what you're watching. Yeah. So, it's a, again, hypothetically, say if there was... This isn't a spoiler or anything. This is just me throwing out a thought here. Say if in the context... In fact, you know, we mentioned Death Note previously, so I'll kind of use that as a thing there. When the big thing happens partway through the story that then leads to their... Effectively being a bit of a time skip. And naturally, when I was reading it originally, I ended up doing my... Like, just putting the book down, just not really realising there was going to be a skip. And it kind of felt like a natural progression when I came back to it. There's never an instance in the show where there is a big time skip or something like that. It keeps flowing through. So for me, it just felt like one continuous thing I could keep watching and was really, really engrossed in. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah that 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 kind of makes sense, and yeah, like it's uh, there there are some interesting things that happen within kind of like the the, the time frame and and the way time works in that series. But, yes, uh, yeah, like it's uh, I, I think it's one of those series that like even though it perhaps isn't like the greatest execution possible of that story, like I just really admire like the idea just like the the thought process of the series and just kind of the balls that it has to to try and execute on it because it's like it's it's a pretty ambitious series when you kind of look at it all, all things kind of uh, all, all things told like it's not it, it's not your kind of typical sort of basic sort of murder mystery like even within its kind of like you know sort of sci-fi trappings like it it does a lot and it has a lot of things to 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 you know, try and to think about, and I can't think of many other series in recent years that have been like quite as ambitious as this one has in terms of its just core idea and what it wants to do with it. Yeah, and when you were sort of mentioning, mentioning sort of what some of the risks are that it takes, like some of the things that it does with with things that it has very firmly established, and like you said, the ambition that goes into it for the weight for the direction they go with some of it. Is really just jaw-dropping moments, not only from an animation perspective, but from a storytelling perspective, and just how confidently they do it to retain the integrity of the story. It's very, very well executed. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a, a almost a swagger to it. Like it is very confident about, like, hey, yeah, this is what we're doing. And sometimes, like, I, I feel like there are there are bits of that series that almost don't work but it does such a good job of convincing you that it does because it's so confident in how it delivers it that you're like yeah okay sure i'm, I'm just gonna buy into this because yeah you, you you've convinced me that you know what you're doing here so i'm just gonna let you run with it yeah so then also i should say everybody the reason that we're very much skirting around saying any particular details is because pretty much anything we say is a spoiler <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, this is this is definitely one of those series where like there, there have been episodes that have ended with my just uh, I, it takes me five minutes not just to to kind of 
figure out what I've just seen, but just to kind of gather up my jaw from the floor because I was not expecting it to do a thing that it did. And yeah, there are, there are at least two points in that series that are just like, oh my God, like this is, this is not what I was kind of, you know, th- this is, this is a real kind of proper plot twist in, in the, the grandest possible sense. And it has some really great moments like that, that are just like, oh man, we're, we're going somewhere with this. Yeah, but, and also just from from character development as well. The the way that a character's a character's psyche evolves from everything that's going on, and just the circumstances and little things that you probably don't pick up pick up on that they then elaborate on in great detail. And you're just like, how the heck did I not think of that? And also, how have you thought about that with such detail? It's yeah, it, it is incredible how they do that. Yeah, it it is a series where nothing is wasted. To be fair, like you know, there there are there are things that. Yeah, like you say, you either don't think about or you just think about very idly and kind of assume it's just sort of part of the part of the, the colour of the series. But actually, like most of the things that, that go on even early on are kind of actually important and sort of lead into things that happen later on. So yeah, like it's it's very carefully crafted from beginning to end, which is, is another thing I really appreciate about it. And if you're also a fan of shows that have great animation quality, this is an exemplary show. It it retains its integrity in such a good way when it comes to its animation quality. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's kind of it's more about just like the style of the animation. Like I think yeah, that, has, is, a, that is a better way to phrase it. Actually, it, good call. It's, it's kind of like the visual design is really again. It's really ambitious. Like you know, it's. It's not. This is not going to be the kind of thing you're going to see maybe on YouTube compilations of like, ah, oh, look at all these great like keyframes and and look at this sort of you know dynamic camera work or whatever. But like, it has a really good visual language to it, um, and especially as you know, as you mentioned, the whole premise of the series is kind of diving into you know the the subconscious effectively of of murderers to figure out how they you know who the murderer is and et cetera, et cetera. And like, you know, there, there are lots of kind of unique designs and ideas and concepts behind those that are all kind of really executed really well. Like they're, they're kind of, they're interesting to look at and they're also sort of, you know, interesting from a sort of thematic perspective as well. So all of that stuff, it all just sits together really nicely. So everybody, you can watch Id Invaded on Funimation now. So, Andy, what's something else that you've been indulging in over the weekend? Um, that's kind of been it for me, really. Like, you know, I've been been reading a bunch of, of manga for, for uh, other projects that uh, that I'm involved in. Um, but, yeah, I've not really watched anything too much kind of else anime-wise, really. Um, you know, I've kind of tidied up at a few other winter season shows that have, have just been finishing. So got to the end of season three of Chihaya Furu and now find myself wondering, like, mm, okay, you've left a- another cliffhanger, basically. Am I going to have to wait another, like, X number of years for season four? Like, is that even <laughs> going to be a thing? Is that going to happen? Um, so yeah, I finished that off. I've not finished Magia Record yet, which I need to do because that's the Madoka Magica spin-off, right? Yes, yeah, it is indeed. So I'm a couple of episodes behind on that. I'll, I'll try and get that finished this week because that's been been pretty interesting. Uh, so yeah, nothing specific really. It's uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing has eaten up quite a lot of my time now. I think about it. <laughs> so one other thing that I I started watching over the weekend, and again, this was partly when my PS4 was going a bit loopy, so I just switched over to this. I mentioned when I was talking about Eureka 7 last week, I'm sort of using the opportunity of being at home more to be able to indulge in more of our catalogue that I've not had a chance to properly 
watch or really sink my teeth into. So I mentioned I put Eureka 7 down for a moment just because I found like a natural point where I could leave it for a little bit and then come back to it. It totally didn't have anything to do with there being a new opening title sequence, I can assure you. It was just a natural <laughs> point. But um, I actually last night started watching Ajin for the first time. Yeah, cool. Partly because you know, obviously we've got season two coming out. So I kind of want to at least... I kind of just want to be more up to date on it because partly because I feel I should be, but also because it's something which I've wanted to watch for ages. And like you, Andrew, Bossman Andrew, I should say, you know, you guys have always told me I would probably really enjoy this. And obviously, the look and feel of the show, it, it is a CG animation, which for some people that might be an instant turn off. For me, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I can go with it. Like I watched what was that show that I was watching like ages ago? Uh, Fist of the Blue Sky Regenesis. I think was what it was called, or something like that. And, like, I hadn't watched the original, like, series of it that it was following on from, but that was very much a CG animation show. And I, it didn't bother me in the slightest it was CG. If anything, it kind of added to the whole experience. Uh, there are some instances where CG animation hasn't perhaps gelled with me as well. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is maybe one of... It may have been the first Berserk Golden Age arc trilogy films, if you, yeah. if you recall those. Like, the, the CG in that, obviously, times have changed, technology's come on a long way since then, but that's probably an example where it didn't it didn't help me enjoy it or add to my enjoyment of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, for me, the, the thing with kind of, like, CG productions in general is, is always kind of like, hey, is there is there a good reason why you're using CG and not traditional animation? Like, almost, are you using the right tool for, for what you need? And I think Agin is one of those kind of examples where actually... For some fundamental parts of that series, like CG is absolutely what you need. Like the the actual kind of you know, the actual sort of um, God, I've forgotten the the name of the actual monsters and that thing. Uh, where um, I'm up to, they're currently referring to them as Black Matter. Okay, yeah. If, that, if that makes if that helps at all, but that, that, that'll do. I'm, I'm sure there's some other terminology that's completely just like flown out of my head for them. But yeah, like basically those those kind of things are like a really good example of, of why CG works for that series because like there's a lot of kind of particle effects and there's there's a lot of complexity to those characters and you know especially when they start moving around and etc cetera, etc cetera. like there, there are good reasons why this is a, a, an all CG production and I, I think when you kind of look at it on balance like yeah there are maybe parts of it that that you know would have looked better in traditional animation perhaps but there are also parts of it that absolutely kind of you know needs the presentation that it gets and i, I think it overall like agin agin maybe takes a little bit of getting used to in places but i think it, it works overall as a, a cg production indeed and for those who aren't aware of the story of agin Easy way to sum it up, and you can probably add to this or do a far better job than I can, Andy, is there are there are what what phrase is demi-humans in the world of Agin? In in comics terms, think like metahumans, I guess is one way to phrase it. And there aren't that many in the world, but the only way people can find out if there is a new one or if someone is one is if they die, because they they just come back to life slash can't die. And the main character, whose name has actually just completely escaped me, but I'm going to go with Kay, or Kai. It's one or the other. <laughs> that won't be his best friend that's named Kai. But um, but he ends up getting hit by a truck, basically, but comes back to life and is then revealed to be the new Ajin, at which point, basically, the entire country is trying to hunt him. But as, uh, as it's alluded to in where I am in the story, there are also other governments around the world 
wanting to get hold of him as well. Seemingly to capture him, do experiments, maybe turn him into their own killing machine or something like that. So it's very much him being on the run. There's entities who want to get him to join their force because they are also Agents, perhaps. But then there's also the local police, I guess you could say, who want to capture him because they they don't want to be seen to be incompetent about it. But then you've got the higher higher up sort of Japanese equivalent of like the FBI or something who are wanting to get hold of him for their own reasons. Lots and lots of different layers. Then there's some political elements that come into it. But above all else, the core story is that this young schoolboy who was basically training to become a doctor of some kind who was about to go to like take a university entrance exam, has just been hit by a truck, has come back to life, and is now the most hunted person on the, in, in the entire country of Japan. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a really compelling, like, as, as a starting point to that story as well, like, it's kind of, the, the whole, like, manhunt element of it is just, like, a, a really good sort of, you know, opening arc, because, you know, it gives you some good action stuff, like, there's a good, there's a good sense of dramatic tension to it all, and it certainly, like, goes in, in some pretty, pretty interesting directions from there, but, like, as an intro to the story, like, it's, uh, it, it's a good solid one, like, it's definitely the kind of thing that kind of got me on board from the, from the get-go. Yeah, and in terms of the way it is very much painting the picture of, you know, you're, you're an agent, you know, you I have to capture you. Like, the way people's opinions of, again, the main character's name, who completely escapes me, it's really bad, sorry guys, but the way that everyone's opinion of him just does a complete 180 as soon as it's revealed he's an agent, it's, it, it echoes some feelings in the world on a number of subjects today, and it's executed in a very, very, very well done way. Yeah. And where I'm where I'm up to in the story, I mean, not to not try to spoil anything, but essentially he has been he is currently not in a good situation, and a couple of people are going to try and break him out. Is the easy way to phrase it, and yeah. they're hoping that his I'm just going to say it's K the main character's name because I think that's what it is. So yes, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. There you go. So like they're hoping that Kay's worldview will be changed from this experience and seemingly it's not. So I've got no idea what's going to happen next, but I'm assuming a bunch of people are going to get beaten up in the nicest possible way to put it. Yeah, yeah, there are definitely kind of a, a, an increasing number of factions that kind of, you know, come into to that series that have very different takes on the the state of the world and uh, that kind of becomes the, the driving force of that series. So uh, so yeah, that's all all, all important stuff for, for events to come. So yeah, so uh, our Agin season 1 Blu-ray release uh, and DVD actually I should say are available now and season 2 is coming out very very soon. So if you're interested in getting involved on that, you can do so right now so Andy I guess before we wrap up should we do a couple of questions from the world of Twitter and Facebook yeah let's pull up a few questions out quickly righty then so let's begin with Twitter first of all so I should say folks the way we're going to do this now is we put out the call for some questions yesterday that being Sunday at the time of recording feel free to keep asking questions throughout the week but we're basically just going to cherry pick a couple here and there and sort of make them last throughout the week rather than just doing a giant deluge of questions for you so the first one that has come to mind uh, well I say come to mind but has appeared in front of me Andy is actually a question asking as a proud owner of your Lou Over the Wall and Night is Short and March Comes in Like a Lion posters now to give some clarification on that folks we did a special offer at our all the anime online shop where you could get a bonus poster for a limited time if you bought those releases 
So the question is pretty simple. Is there any chance of us doing any future posters with our limited edition set? Um, yeah, I mean, that's something we always kind of look at on a, on a case-by-case basis. You know, it's uh, if it's a series that we, we feel, you know, people will be interested in something like that. Um, and, of course, perhaps equally importantly, like, if we have a really good art asset that we want to to make into kind of a bigger poster that, you know, we, we'll need to ship separately, then, you know, it's always something we're, we're looking out for as, as a possibility. Uh, you know, we've not really had any possibilities come up like that recently, but that doesn't mean we'll, we'll never do it again. Um, obviously, again, this is one of those weird things where in our, in our current situation, as, as we are with the, the state of the world, it's kind of difficult for us to do because of the logistics of it. But yeah, like, we're always open to it. Like, I mean, much uh much like a lot of you you know i i am a, a sucker for a, a good big poster like if, if the artwork's cool etc etc so you know it's never certainly never against the idea so uh yeah you know it's, it's every possibility it's something we'll do again at some point in the future when the uh the time is right next question we're going to take from facebook which is, uh, this is following on from the Card Captor Sakura episode, will our release include the uncut Japanese version with the Japanese dub? Uh, yes, is the simple answer to that. Yeah, absolutely, yes. You will be able to, to watch it in its subtitled form uh, with Japanese audio on our, on our home video release. So, uh, yeah, if you're uh, absolutely dead set that you, you don't want to watch it dubbed, then that will be the way to go. What's our favourite anime from Clamp? Hmm. I mean, so for, so for me, this is a bit of a tough one because, admittedly, I haven't seen a lot of clamp anime. I'm not particularly sure why, so I, I can't really give a proper answer. But correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but isn't Code Geass a clamp anime? Uh, uh, I mean, Clamp did the character designs for Code Geass, so you know, right, they, okay. they, it's not kind of like it's not all encompassing their story. They just did character designs. Um, I mean, that was also going to be my cheating answer of just like it's not really Clamp, but it's still Code Geass. Um, so yeah, where's Cat and Keith when we need them? <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, I mean, I've got to admit, I've not really like fully watched a lot of Clamp stuff either. I mean, obviously, you know. My experience last week was my kind of first time with any card kept to Sakura. I've not watched any Angelic Lair or, or Sylvester of Reservoir Chronicles. I've seen a bit of Magic Knight Rare. That's quite fun. Um, so, yeah, you, you've, you've picked, like, exactly the wrong people to ask that question, unfortunately. I mean, I suspect from what I've seen, I feel like card kept to Sakura is probably going to be the one for me. But, you know, who knows? Too early to say. Next question is... Is there any chance of us releasing Aria, the animation, and its sequels and spin-offs on Blu-ray in the UK? I mean, it, it's it's kind of like when we get asked about questions regarding can we release show or movie, insert title, but we don't have the license for any of those, so unless that was changed in the future, that's not something we can release. But that said, if we can, it'd be cool to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of a fair number of people who are who, who very much in, enjoy that that series. I I kind of don't really see it for us specifically, but yeah, like ne- never say never. You you never know with these things. And so we're going to do one more question now, Andy, and we'll keep the next ones back for the next show. But uh, off the top of your head, and this might be one that we maybe defer to our Wednesday show, so we've, so we've got a couple of days to think about it. But are there any manga, game, light novel, etc. Um, sorry, are there any manga slash game slash light novel, etc., that we would like to see get an anime adaptation? 
Yeah, so the the one that that sprang to mind uh, off the the top of my head is is actually a, another series from uh, that is currently available. Well, unfortunately, it's now not all available because I think individual volumes are coming out. But it was available on the uh, the Manga Plus app that I talked about on a previous show, and that is a, a series called Blue Flag, um, and it is a kind of like romantic. I, I hesitate to call it like a comedy slash drama because I feel like it more errs towards the drama side, but like it's it's a really good example of it. Like it's uh, it's got really strong characters. It's uh, it's good fun. It's enjoyable. Like it has some really good kind of dramatic moments to it. It has some interesting kind of uh, it, it tackles and, and discusses kind of sexuality in some interesting ways later on. And like it's sort of. I don't want to compare it to a silent voice because the silent voice kind of is, is in a world of its own when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it has some of those elements in places, um, but it also has kind of a lot more kind of slightly, slightly less sort of, you know, high drama moments as well. But it's a manga series that I really enjoyed and I feel like it it, it sits pretty, pretty nicely as, as a potential to, to be a good a good solid anime series. It's just about to end as well. Like the next chapter comes out literally in like a week or two. Um, so it's basically going to be complete as well. So that's, that's one I'd really love to see. Um, and actually like sticking on the, the, the manga plus bent, there's also another really great little manga that I've, uh, caught up on again recently called uh, Tis Time for Torture Princess um, which is uh, a comedy series where basically like there's this princess who is in typical kind of fantasy world fashion is uh, sent out to defeat a demon lord uh, and she, but she gets captured and so every chapter um, the princess gets quote unquote tortured but the torture is usually like ah, we're going to eat this really nice food in front of you and we won't let you have it unless you tell us a secret and it kind of starts out in this really sort of weird way but basically just turns into this big kind of like fun comedy series where basically like it turns out the demon lord is actually a really nice guy who just like dotes on his daughter and like the, basically like the head torturer is actually really nice and just ends up becoming like buddies with the princess and all the other people, all the other kind of people from this demon world that she sends in to torture her. They all just become friends and then they, you know, they go to the demon lord's daughter's school sports day and have a good time. And it's just like, it's really kind of, it's really well, like, kind of illustrated in the manga. It's also just really wholesome and fun and, like, legit actually pretty funny. Like, it has lots of good, like, little dialogues and, and moments in it. And that, like, I think it would probably work best as, like, a short series where you have maybe, like, 10-minute episodes tops. But it feels like it's ripe to be a really good, fun, kind of bright, colourful anime. It's one of those It's one of those things where you can, you can read the manga and you can kind of, like, picture the opening theme in your head as being, like, you know, really bouncy kind of like j-pop song with lots of color and etc etc so yeah i'd really like to see that get an anime adaptation as well so those those are my two picks this is really weird sort of delving into like the the, the recesses of my brain to try and pick a manga that i probably have read that i thought oh that would probably work really well as an anime i remember pretty much nothing about it off the top of my head aside from the fact that in the in the shonen jump app it only had four chapters published because it was part of their their jump start program that they did for a while. Or they might still do, actually, because I haven't read any manga in quite a while on the Shonen Jump app because I do it in big binges, as I sort of talked about at One Piece a few weeks back. But I remember that they sort of would do, like, say, four chapters of one manga, four chapters of another, four chapters of another over the course of, like, a month and a half, two months. And essentially there would be, like, a big vote to decide which one will be continued. 
And the one that I really latched onto out of those was called Ultra Battle Satellite, which does sound like word salad. And I recall it being one about fighting, as you can probably gather from the title. But I, I do remember thinking that this would probably work quite well as an anime. I, I, I seem to recall it being about people being enlisted into some kind of fighting league or similar. Because pretty much fighting in anime works well. So that's, that's kind of my mindset. But yeah, Ultra Battle Satellite. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. I'm probably wrong knowing my luck. But, but yeah, so th- th- so there you go. Check it out, I guess. You could f- probably find it deep in the archives of the of Weekly Shonen Jump if you've subscribed that far back. Yeah, cool. There you go. There's my wild card pick for the day. <laughs> in terms of other things that I would say that would look cool in an, in an anime, if we're sort of going with anything at this point, from a game point of view, I mean, I, I love the way it currently is, and I've still not finished the game because I'm still working my way through it, but like a Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, could definitely work very well as an anime. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For for sure. I mean, I, I I say that also remembering like, oh yeah, they made a Mass Effect anime one time. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I'm a little bit reticent to, to mention that. But but otherwise, I mean, uh, what's the way to put this? Uh, probably about a year or two ago, I when it was maybe like at the height, well, the height of its popularity for me, I guess, I probably would have said Overwatch just because of the world building involved and how they could depict a lot of things, but. Maybe not so much nowadays, just partly because my my own personal interest in it has uh, gone off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like at some point, yeah, everyone was almost certain that there would be an Overwatch anime, and I, I feel like people pretty much started like making their own and certainly like illustrating it. So yeah, that that definitely seems like something that would be ripe to to make an anime series of. So yeah, that that would actually be kind of cool to see, honestly. So there we go, folks. On that note, we are going to wrap it up for today. As mentioned, we'll be back on Wednesday. And if you didn't have your question answered today, you never know. It might get asked on Wednesday's show. Don't forget that this Friday, we are going to be talking about the first three episodes of Megalobox, which is streaming on all four. So if you want to get involved in that discussion, please feel free to do so. And in terms of deal of the week, until tomorrow, that being Tuesday the 31st of March, you can save on Martian successor Nadesco, that being the TV series and the movie, both of those on Blu-ray, they are on special offer until tomorrow. And then Wednesday, we'll be launching a new special offer on our alltheanime.com online shop. Andy, anything we need to uh, make mention of that we've not already before we close this here podcast for the day? No, no, I think we've uh, we've covered all of our, our bases, so everybody knows what to do and is, is suitably prepared. There we go. I hope this was a nice distraction for you all, everybody. And until Wednesday, we will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.